0: you. <sharp inhale> hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout women's lives so hormone harmony isn't just for menopause any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it but it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold hot flashes and night sweats racing thoughts and low moods poor sleep and feeling tired all the time For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CHAT at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code CHAT for 15% off today. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. Today I'm going to talk to you about perfectionism, worthiness, and self-compassion. Once in a while, an experience comes along which is just beyond what you ever imagined. It's like you never really dreamed things would get this good. I don't know if everyone has a growth ceiling, but I think most of us do. It's the point that is the highest you thought you'd ever go in your life. It might be that you thought you'd one day get married, but you hit your growth ceiling when you make plans to marry someone so wonderful who seems so much better than the partner you thought you'd end up with. This can cause a lot of anxiety because we're going past what our expectations were for ourselves. Another example, maybe you hoped you'd become a doctor, but you didn't expect to attain the position of CEO of a huge medical organization. Maybe you always fantasize about being a musician, but you weren't expecting to be invited to write all the songs for the next Broadway hit. For me, I always hoped to become a therapist, and there were many times I doubted I'd achieve that goal. I even thought one day I might go into private practice but I never imagined having a thriving full-time private practice where I'd love going to work with the clients I most enjoy serving. I never expected to have a podcast, and when I did begin podcasting, I surely didn't think I'd have the chance to interview so many wonderful guests. I really never even dreamed I'd be able to interview someone like Dr. Dan Siegel. I've admired Dan Siegel's work on the neuroscience of attachment for about six years when I made a contact who facilitated my opportunity to interview him. It was then that my feelings of scarcity began to show up and loudly make themselves known. As soon as I heard the news that Dan Siegel had agreed to be interviewed, I was elated. I was literally screaming and jumping up and down. It really was that big of a deal to me. It only took about a day for me to begin wondering what was going to happen to prevent this from happening because I knew it must be too good to be true. In Brene Brown's work, she calls this foreboding joy. She talks about when she was on the plane to go be interviewed for the first time by Oprah, and she was super excited, but a delay was announced. Immediately, she realized the plane was likely to crash, and she would never have her moment with Oprah. Of course, that's not what happened. But every time the foreboding crept in, as the day of my Dan Siegel interview drew closer, I reminded myself of that story. When thoughts of, who am I to think I... A humble podcaster, I'm going to interview someone like Dan Siegel, a world famous expert on attachment neuroscience and mindfulness. When those thoughts crept into my head, I reminded myself of Brene Brown and her way to Oprah and told myself to stay in the moment. Just feel how excited I am and stay with that. I'm a podcaster and I have a platform to ask Dan Siegel some questions. There's no reason the universe or God, source, or whatever spiritual being fits for you. There's no reason the universe would think I don't deserve to interview him. In fact, the universe doesn't think Dan Siegel is more worthy as a human being than I am because to the universe, we are all equally worthy. So that's an example of the three elements of self-compassion identified by by Dr. Kristen Neff. Self-kindness common humanity, and mindfulness. Even as I use self-compassion and mindfulness to help me remember that it's okay to feel really excited about the amazing opportunity to interview someone I respect so highly on Therapy Chat, I struggled with scarcity. So here's how I knew I was operating from a place of scarcity. I didn't want to tell my podcasting friends I was interviewing Dan Siegel. Why? I was secretly afraid it wouldn't happen. I was secretly afraid they would snag him before me. I was secretly afraid something would happen to make them all see that I'm a fraud and a phony, and that I was a fool to think I could ever interview someone like that. I told a few trusted friends, and only one of them was a podcaster who has a totally different podcast focus, so I didn't have to worry about him trying to steal my guest, and I told some people in my family. I'm hiding this exciting news like I've got a shameful secret. In truth, I really doubted I was worthy. I was so starstruck. It was kind of ridiculous looking back. For all of his accomplishments, Dan Siegel is just a person. A brilliant person, someone I was grateful to have the opportunity to interview, but still just a person. So the day finally came. It was my big moment. I've never been so prepared. I checked and double-checked everything. I made sure I didn't schedule anything else that day except for dinner out with good friends and my husband afterwards. We had the interview. It was incredible. I felt like I was floating. I was so happy to be able to interview Dan Siegel. It was a fascinating conversation, and when it was over, I was overwhelmed with joy and gratitude. Immediately, I checked the recording to make sure everything was okay. Now here's where things get ugly. Everything wasn't okay. When I listened to the recording, I only heard my voice. There was no Dan Siegel voice. I actually wondered whether i had hallucinated the whole thing. And if so, I knew I was really losing it. I tried several things to see if I could get his voice to come up, and I couldn't. I called a podcasting friend, Christy, to see if she could help me. She kindly and generously spent an hour on the phone with me trying to everything she could think of to fix the recording, and she came up with so many tricks, but none of them worked. She never shamed me or made me feel stupid, but it was all for naught. It turned out I had a bad version of the recording software many of us use, and I never knew it before that day because it had always worked great. Apparently, after an update, there was a compatibility issue. Therapist. We've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used therapy notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget go to therapynotes.com and use promo code CHAT to get two free months. with Skype, which I used to conduct my interviews. But this is the crazy part. I wasn't freaking out. After all that buildup, to find out the episode didn't record, I would normally have gone into a shame spiral. I would have been so embarrassed thinking, I knew I was crazy to think this was going to happen for me. I would have felt like I didn't want anyone to know what happened. I would have wanted to hide. But strangely, I didn't feel that way even though it didn't record the thoughts and feelings that made up about 95% of my conscious awareness were, wow, I just had an amazing discussion with Dan Siegel. How lucky am I that I got to have that beautiful conversation. I even thought, how can I be upset? I just got to spend an hour having a personal conversation with Dan Siegel that I will never forget. I'm considering the nature of consciousness and the universe of course, I immediately reached out to his assistant, apologetically explaining there was a technology failure and requesting to re-record if possible. In the past, I would have been so afraid to let him know everything got screwed up and his time was wasted and I'm sure I would have procrastinated quite a bit on getting in touch. But basically, I felt this time that I just hoped he would agree to re-record and if he didn't, then it would be okay. Not because I didn't care, but because I was at peace. I can only attribute this sense of calm belief that everything would be okay to my self-compassion practice. I'm not going to pretend that I have this Zen lifestyle in which I meditate daily for an hour and nothing rattles me. But I have been practicing self-compassion through me- regular meditation since September 2014 when I learned about it at Brene Brown's Daring Way training. If you're interested in Doing this, you can find free self-compassion guided meditations on Kristen Neff's website, www.selfcompassion.org. I also highly recommend her book, Self-Compassion, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself. Kristen Neff is a researcher who's done a lot of work on self-compassion. My self-compassion practice saved me. After all of this, I had sent the email to Dan Siegel's assistant, and then I went out to dinner with my husband and our friends, a therapist and her husband who was a college professor. I told them all what happened, and I wasn't that horrified. Now, don't get me wrong, I felt bad that Dan Siegel's time was wasted. But other than that, I was still feeling gratitude and some disbelief that I had such an amazing conversation with him. I just couldn't find myself feeling devastated. And I didn't want to hide. I wasn't ashamed. I wasn't blaming myself. This is different for me. The perfectionist in me would have fallen apart two years ago if this happened. It was incredible to observe myself and the difference my self-compassion practices made in my life. And I felt so grateful for that change. What a better way to feel. My sense of worthiness remained intact. I told all of my friends who knew about it what happened. People were shocked, horrified. Several friends said they had tears in their eyes imagining how they'd feel if that happened to them. They felt humiliated and ashamed for me, but I told them they didn't need to worry about it because I was okay. Late that evening, I received a very kind and non-shaming email from Dan Siegel's assistant saying they were very sorry to hear about the technology failure and he was willing to re-record I was so grateful and I can't wait for you to hear our interview in episode 34, which will air next week. I even mentioned to Dan Siegel how I felt about it and how mindfulness helped when we re-recorded. I would never have been able to say that to him if I were operating from a place of shame. I would have hoped he'd forgotten and be afraid to mention it. It'd be the elephant in the room. So when you listen to episode 34, you'll hear his reaction. And I'll tell you, I did share with all of my podcasting friends what happened. Even though I hadn't told most of them that I was going to be interviewing Dan Siegel, I pretty much came clean. I said, hey, guys, I need to tell you about something that happened that I was so caught up in scarcity. I didn't even want to share with you that I was going to be interviewing Dan Siegel. And guess what? The technology failed and it wasn't recorded. And they were all like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) But they appreciated me sharing it too, because it helped them see that I could admit that I'm human and it's okay. And you know, stuff happens and we recover and it's okay. So everyone was very supportive and I'm very grateful. And once again, I think from a shame place, I would have hidden that that happened. I wouldn't have wanted people to know, but it doesn't even bother me to talk about it. So That's the difference that self-compassion has made for me. I can't recommend the self-compassion practice enough. It's truly changed my life, and this experience proved that to me. So please check out episode 34, and if you like Therapy Chat, visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Download episodes and subscribe so you can hear the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Thanks so much for listening. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Hi, this is Laura Regan, your host for Therapy Chat. All of you trauma therapists in the audience, I want to tell you about a special offering I'm creating a community for trauma therapists. Do you ever feel like you're climbing a mountain all alone, wishing you had someone to guide you? Working as a trauma therapist can feel overwhelming and affect us in so many ways. Gather with us for clinical case consultation, camaraderie, and support to combat the isolation. Join a group of fellow trauma professionals who will come together to share collective wisdom and effective strategies for working with clients, as well as help taking care of ourselves so we can continue to practice effectively and ethically for years to come. Registration opens soon, and to get the information, sign up by visiting my website at www.laurareganlcswc.com and click on Trauma Therapist Community. Hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, visit Laura's website at www.laurareaganlcswc.com. Laura Reagan, LCSWC.com.